Yeah, this, we have had a series of interviews on, uh, on gang stalking. Uh, this is kind of a popular term. I think we can, we can uh, increase our understanding of this phenomenon uh, by researching. And, and uh, I would like to report uh, what I've learned from a series of books that I've been reading that are now kind of uh, uh, all marked up. <laughs> this is a great book by Mark M. Rich called New World War Revolutionary Methods for Political Control, in which uh, he's got another one as well called The Hidden Agenda or The Hidden Evil. But this, he, he exposes the enormous paper trail that underlies this phenomenon that we call gang stalking, including you know, the, the laws and executive orders Harry, that permit the military. Yes. Harry, you need to repeat the name of the book and the author because you kind of cut out during that thing. Okay. I'm sorry. The, the, book is, uh, the book is The New World War, Revolutionary Methods for Political Control. The author is Mark M. Rich. And it came out, I think, in 2011. Um, and he uh, documents the uh, military uh, papers uh, that pertain to what's going on now and the laws that have been passed and executive orders that allow the intelligence and military complex to target civilians. Um, and, of course, there's a lot of legalese terms in there, but I would like to go through some of these terms with you today. Um, to show you and the audience how enormous this this uh, this this system of uh, political and psychological control is, it is global, it is interagency, and uh, this is uh, uh, as we've established in the past, it's the modern extension of the FBI's COINTEL Pro counterintelligence program of the 60s and 70s, where they neutralized political dissidents and groups of dissidents uh, using a lot of these very same techniques. Uh, this is now married with uh, the, the uh, information and results that are coming out of the CIA's MK Ultra mind control programs. And then what I'd like to talk about tonight or today is uh, the, another component of, of this is, uh, this is the modern extension of the Phoenix program which was a CIA program in Vietnam in which they targeted the civilian quote-unquote support system for the Viet Cong. And what it wound up to be was a bounty hunting program where they would create lists and then they would go in and, uh, and neutralize, i.e. kill by many, many techniques, the civilian quote-unquote infrastructure of Vietnam. This is a way to terrorize the population. And we have now uh, another excellent book that I would like to talk about. Uh, this fellow, Douglas Valentine, has written a book about the Phoenix program, which I haven't read yet, but I'm going to get. Uh, this one has come out this year. The CIA has organized crime, how illegal operations corrupt America and the world. And Douglas Valentine's about our age, and he's seen it all, and he's kept going as a researcher and written uh, about how, you know, this underbelly of corruption has affected America and the world. Uh, he go, has a couple great chapters on the Phoenix program and how that has morphed now into the Department of Homeland Security. And uh, this is a conclusion also that has come 
that is in, in, included in this book by Marshall Thomas, Monarch, the New Phoenix Program. Now, this is a slightly older book, uh, 2007, but he's come to the same conclusions. And uh, if you put these three together with, again, uh, the secret team, uh, the CIA and its allies in control of the United States and the world uh, by L. Fletcher Prouty, who was very high in Army intelligence and, in fact, was the liaison between the Army and the CIA for a seven or eight year period under, under Eisenhower's administration uh, with Alan Dulles as CIA director. You put this stuff together and, and it, uh, uh, it, it becomes much more clear of what we're dealing with here. Uh, and, of course, we, we have to remember that most people who are targeted individuals around the world in this program are unaware. And this is by design. It's, 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 it's intended that they not be aware that they're being targeted. They're being neutralized. They're being destabilized. They're being destroyed uh, by a combination of, of, uh, of things, including non-opens, which uh, includes what they call PSYOP, psychological operations, and we'll talk a little bit more about that because this is a vast field um, in the military. And, uh, and non-lethal weapons, of course, also include directed energy weapons, the so-called soft kill, silent kill, slow kill, um, but they actually do kill. They can be ramped up to kill. And this includes uh, microwaves, millimeter waves, acoustic uh, waves, and lasers, basically. And then, of course, the technology just goes on and on because the Pentagon has been doing this, you know, uh, over several decades with enormous budgets. And a lot of this is black budget. A lot of it isn't black budget. But again, it, it's uh, very, high, very high tech. We can assume the Pentagon is at least 50 to 100 years ahead of the general population in terms of their technology. So uh, uh, even going through books like this, I don't consider myself to be an expert. Uh, I, I'm, I'm just <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just approaching the, the true scope of this, these, these enormous uh, programs. It would be wonderful if you could get a military person uh, to come on your show and, and talk about it from a military perspective because uh, this is what these guys are, are paid to do and have been paid to do. We have lots and lots of it. John B. Alexander or Michael Aquino or, or many of the, the uh, people who have been involved with these uh, uh, programs um, because they, they really are the experts on it. And if, if I could start, uh, Paul, with just giving some of the conclusions of the, these authors, um, then launch into it and I can get into more detail. Um, this is coming from Marshall Thomas, uh, who wrote Monarch, the New Phoenix Program. Uh, he has a 15-minute uh, YouTube, which you can uh, look at, in which he summarizes the program. I think he does an excellent job, so I will just, I'll just kind of uh, uh, state what he states. And, and I want to start broad, because ultimately this is a war between the haves and the have-nots. It's a war between the super, super rich, the 0.01% and less, and the rest of us. That's what it is. And he makes... And so does Douglas Valentine. And so does uh, Mark M. Rich. Uh, here's what Marshall Thomas says. He says, unwitting Americans and the citizens of other nations are facing a destabilization operation. 
one designed to bring down the existing world governments into all 195 or whatever existing world governments and to institute a one world government fascist dictatorship in its place. So now we have the context. As we'll see as we get into this, what you're doing is you're pitting large segments of the population, including military, intelligence, uh, civilian spies, um, against dissenters who have been designated as targets. And so you have this that society cannot, cannot last long. Um, even to be careful how we expose this because the, the, the double bind here is that if we attack and destroy the system, we attack and destroy the entire nation. And that is what the powers that be want. So what we need to do is go back to the Constitution and arrest and prosecute the guilty, which, as we'll find, is an enormous number of people. Uh, remember, we did an excellent, I thought, well, I, I shouldn't say excellent, but we did a very detailed uh, program on 911 and the, the 46 drills that were ongoing on the day of 9-11 that uh, were discovered by Webster Tarpley, the economic historian, PhD. Um, and what we found out there was uh, there was an enormous number of agencies involved. There's NATO, there's UN, there's the Air Force dominantly, uh, there's the New York Police Department, on and on and on. Well, I think there's a principle there. The principle is if you spread out the guilt so that the guilty outnumber <laughs> everybody else, how are you going to prosecute them? <laughs> and that, I think, is where we're at. Now, that said, not all people in those agencies would be in the know as to what the real implications of what they're doing are, for instance, in these drills that, you know, remove the warfighter planes, the fighter jets out of the D.C. area, etc. They're following orders. So we have to, you know, derail that system. But anyway, let me continue with Thomas's comment here. The U.S. intelligence agencies, in conjunction with DARPA, the Defense Advanced Research uh, Project uh, Agency, Stanford Research Institute, Los Alamos National Laboratory, and companies like Raytheon and Lockheed have set up a counterinsurgency war. That's what they always do. But the CIA does every time. What they do is they go attack individuals in another country or a country. And then when people try to defend themselves, the CIA and the military label them as insurgents. Okay, now the CIA and the military are the counterinsurgency. So they're going to go after those insurgents. Well, they created the whole conflict in the first place right. and the insurgents are just the ones who are trying to to uh to stay alive uh so they've set up a, a counterinsurgency there's nothing that has changed and now it is apply is being applied worldwide uh have set up a counterinsurgency war that is taking place on a worldwide basis aimed at potential enemies such as political activists and whistleblowers these targets are generally people with a high very high iq are also capable of influencing the people around them, as well as having a history of political activism. Uh, but he says uh, that this counterinsurgency. Shalom. All praises, glory, and honor to Abba Yahweh, Bahashem, Yahweh Shai. Heavenly Father's name is Yahweh, which means he exists. Bahashem, which means in the name. Yahweh Shai, which means he is the deliverer who the world only calls Jesus Christ. The Heavenly Father have given us this truth through Lakakwadash, which is the Holy Spirit, 
And we thank Yahweh Bashem, Yahweh Shai, for his tender mercies. Peace and blessings to the elect and a remnant which consists of you so-called Negroes, Hispanics, Native Americans, as well as the Israelites, who look like all their different nations, but your lineage go back to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. This is HIVN, which stands for Hebrew, Israelite, Biblical News. This is your brother, Shalah. And this episode is going into uh, the gang stalking program. Who you hear uh, speaking is Dr. Eric Kolstrom. And he is uh, what is uh, known as a targeted individual. He is a professor and he was, uh, you know, pretty much uh, writing books, you know, going into the uh, climate and uh, just basically how uh, Esau will use lies and trickery to push forth their agenda so far as global warming to um, basically get people to give up their resources you know, voluntarily, you know, and, and uh, basically charging people just to even breathe, you know. Now, we understand, according to the Bible, that Esau is a destroyer of the earth, yet and still they will tell you that the earth is overpopulated. They'll tell you all these different lies, that there's not enough food, but yet they are purposely what it appears to be purposely burning down food processing plants so they can create a, a food shortage here in the United States. So Dr. Eric Kallstrom, he goes into the gang stalking program, which is uh, basically the government, the military, the police that uses the private sector to harass, stalk, and the Navy and all other forms of... Uh, armed services to use this technology against citizens who are deemed as dissidents who aren't um, brought in the uh, regular court system but basically uh, a behind the scenes court proceeding that those who are targeted are not even present so it's like if you or an activist or you know may you may have created an invention you know something that can actually help humanity you know people that come up with all kind of um you know um devices or or tech technologies that can uh, that can help benefit uh they will target you because this society is built off of oppression. It's built off of basically causing a lot of harm and damage to people, the earth, resources, animals, the air, the water, soil, and every living thing that's on the earth is under attack by these evil people. So he's going into the program, how citizens, whether they uh, believe the lies because they're told a bunch of lies to go and run these um, psychological operations of harassment, stalking, you know, uh, basically attacking a person or persons that are 
deemed a dissident or if you're watch listed, they can uh, classify you as a domestic terrorist. And that's how they're able to get away with uh, torturing citizens, labeling them enemies of the state. And so if you're an enemy of the state, you're really no longer a U.S. citizen and they can run these evil experiments and in, in, uh, run these uh, torture programs of uh, electronic harassment, which is microwave weapons that torture, burn the body, cause all kind of pain sensations, and, um, and at times assassinate the person who is being targeted covertly, secretly, and they use plausible deniability that takes the um, the blame off of the actual perpetrators. And it's a global program in the United States is at the forefront with this evil technology. So I just wanted to explain uh, what's happening. Uh, brothers and sisters throughout the earth is being thrown in this evil program of harassment, stalking, torture, defamation, sabotage, and assassination. It is an agenda to depopulate and to uh, silently get rid of people that they deem undesirables. They come against all forms of uh, information that is used to spread um, education, you know, and knowledge of what's happening, and they also are targeting God's chosen people. They're actually coming against God's people because God's people are the heirs of this earth forever. And so Esau, being the devil that he is, he is purposely targeting those that he deem a threat to their new world order agenda. So I'm going to finish uh, playing the audio, and I say shalom to you brothers and sisters out there. The war that is being waged against these individuals is portrayed as a type of game, a stalking game, the most dangerous game. You know, what's, what's the, uh, the, 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 the reality TV show, The Hunger Games, you know, perhaps called uh, uh, Watch Him Run. Sometimes uh, some game that is taking place on the internet so people can observe the targets using DARPA tracking technology, GPS technology, and RFID technology that follows the target everywhere they go, in their home, their car, their place of work, or even in cross-continental travel, anywhere on the surface of the earth. So I'm in Baja, California, and, I, and I'm sure I haven't gotten away from you know being monitored and surveilled. Uh, there is no way that the targets can escape this game, the stalking game. And then he goes on and he talks about how this is really a combination of psychological operations, which we call gang stalking, and uh, directed energy weapons, which we call uh, psychotronic or electronic warfare weapons. The uh, combine them, it's all non-lethal weapons, NLW. And uh, we have documents, you know, from the CFR in 1995 saying we're going to have to use these on uh, uh, enemies of the state, basically internal enemies uh, who, you know, aren't getting with the program, and we're going to do it secretly, and we're going to do it in combination. 
And so that's, that's again, there's so many documents. We're going to use these weapons in combination. We're going to use them secretly. And this is in, you know, scads of military documents. Scads of military. And I'll give you some examples. But before, before I do that, uh, let me just give you the conclusions of Marshall Thomas. And I think what we'll see is that in our previous discussions, we've gotten part of all of, of, the, of the program. He's saying uh, that, that the modern gang stalking program is coming out of, uh, again, COINTELPRO. It's coming, uh, FBI's COINTELPRO, CIA's MKUltra. Uh, also, the fact that uh, the U.S. government has experimented non-consensually on over half a million people during the last 40, 50 years, uh, you know, in, in all kinds of experiments, radiation, uh, you know, et cetera, chemical, biological weapons, um, and, and, uh, and also the Phoenix program. And the Phoenix program is very, under, very important to understand the Phoenix program, so we'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, then he says all three illegal programs have been enfolded into a single program using the military strategy known as force multiplication to accomplish three aims in one single ter terrible program of, one, torture to modify behavior. So this is torture. They know it's torture. They want it to be torture. They know how to torture. <laughs> this is what they learned with the MKUltra. Uh, two, experimentation to perfect the new weapons. Okay, we got that part in previous interviews. This is a weapon system that they're refining because they want to apply it more widely. And then three, neutralization of people on a hit list. Okay, so that's that's Thomas's synopsis. And he said he's, this is back in 2007 when he wrote this, and we know more now. But he said uh, the case that this is occurring is based on four facts. And these are the bare bones case to avoid confusion, disinformation, and circular arguments that lead nowhere. And he says, uh, number one, MKUltra, the CIA's mind control experiments, took place at over 80 institutions, including 44 universities, 15 private companies, 12 hospitals, and three prisons. The current illegal program that he's calling Monarch, which we're calling gang stalking, uh, which the real name is unknown, uh, but we'll get to it in a minute, it's equally complex. The four facts are all that is necessary to convince a reasonable person that this atrocity is really taking place and demands immediate action. Uh, he's uh, Next one, he's saying the microwave weapons, uh, directed energy weapons, like the Antonio system, ADS, and millimeter radars are public electronic, electromagnetic weapons. You can buy one. You get yourself the right magazine, you can buy one. You know, and then maybe we just have a war between our neighbors, you know. It's like right. I'll get my little computer device that zaps you, and you get your little computer device that zaps me. <laughs> okay, the Russians used microwave weapon attack, uh, weapons to attack the American embassy in Moscow in the 1950s. Uh, in response, the U.S. began a secret crash program to develop microwave weapons. Uh, the next one, number three, there's a criminal history dating back to 1943, a prior pattern of criminal behavior all through the Cold War. Again, half a million U.S. citizens were used as human guinea pigs in nuclear, biological, and chemical uh, weapons development programs. And again, the FBI COINTEL program government had hit lists of political activists, and they executed them. If you were to tally up the battle between the FBI and the uh, the Black Panthers, the uh, uh, FBI killed 28 Black Panthers. The Black Panthers didn't kill anybody in the FBI. So it's 28-0 in favor of the FBI. 
And of course, the FBI and the CIA were setting up these other cults, like this Minis Liberation Army with Patty Hearst, and and also the Manson cults. I mean, these are these are ways to get into society and and play around with these with these techniques, and technologies, and to use these cults for mind control uh, experiments, which they did, of course, yeah. especially after they were forced underground by the church committee hearings in 1975, which exposed over 10,000 illegal CIA operations between 1947 and 1975. Well, of course, now you've got that amount of time or a little bit, probably more since then. Now, how many illegal CIA operations have there been since 1975? I would guess uh, at least that many. And then the last one, credible witnesses, people who have testified that they are targets of classified non-lethal microwave weapons assaults and organized gangs stalking. Uh, Tom has interviewed more than 200 targets in person and documented their story. Um, he, he found, unlike others, by the way, that most TIs are political activists or whistleblowers that are around 40 years old, have an above average IQ, and share other commonalities. About 70% are women, apparently. The majority of targets fit a common profile similar to the victims of previous programs. And then he says, persons of interest, military intelligence officers, INSCOM, have worked since 1980 to develop non-lethal weapons for the Army. They publicly advocated using them on civilians to neuter people or neutralize people. The MK Ultra crimes of the CIA and uh, gave classified weapons to local law enforcement and others. So now these weapons are in the hands of law enforcement and even civilian agencies. And, and the DHS, of course, is operating, the Department of Homeland Security is operating these fusion centers. 78 of them in all states and major cities. And borderline and super borderline and superstitions as part of a smokescreen cover-up. In other words, the CIA instigates and infiltrates cults. Um, military intelligence officers in charge of non-lethal weapons development and government physicists who invent non-lethal technologies for the Army are both loudly advocating borderline beliefs and superstitions like doomsday cults and remote viewing. So we, we've really entered, uh, really gone over to the dark side. Our intelligence and military uh, definitely has gone over dark side um, uh, so this needs to be pointed out and corrected uh, Thomas talks about the five reforms that he sees as a way to end this secret dirty war uh, one open all records and secret archives two disarm all electromagnetic weapons three uh, have a truth and reconciliation committee TRC four convene an international conference to ban all electromagnetic weapons. By the way, Dennis Kucinich tried to pass a bill in Congress in 2003 that would have done this, but he was voted down. Finally, an international bill of rights that is enforceable such that the state cannot crush its internal enemies. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about the states crushing internal dissent and internal enemies and terrorize the domestic population so that the state be uh, unopposed in, uh, in, in all things. Uh, if a president, impris president imprisons, tortures, or murders their political enemies, then they must be sure that they will end their days in a prison cell. And I added a little parentheses, or by firing squad. Right. Um, <laughs> I don't think there's enough punishment to, uh, to mete out to these individuals myself. I, I think they've, they've, they're beyond the pale, uh, onto the dark side. 
Um, now, let me just uh, let me stop there, Paul, and and uh, hear, hear from you. Uh, what I, what I'm saying here is that uh, there is an enormous paper trail. The military, Congress, certainly the intelligence agencies have have developed this program, taking uh, technology, very secret technology, very high technology, um, and they have decided to make it global. And so what we're looking at, it's, it's, a, it's a global police state, much like we had under the Soviet Union, under the Cheka, which was terrorizing the people and did the Red Terror, uh-huh. much like the East German Stasi, which, in which one out of six citizens were enlisted to become citizen spies and harass and intimidate and surveil their fellow citizens. And this then became the state police or the Stasi. And it was also versions of that in Hungary and Poland and Czechoslovakia uh, and Portugal. So anytime you get a a really draconian police state, they won't want to, you know, put this this blanket of terror and deception on the people so that the people are afraid to express themselves. Essentially, of course, this is entirely anti uh, the Constitution. It's, it's antithetical to the U.S. Constitution which and the Declaration of Independence that say that governments are instituted amongst humans so that uh, our uh, God-given rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness are protected. And when governments fail in this basic responsibility, it is our duty and responsibility to alter or abolish those governments. Well, we've gone by, beyond that point. Uh, so now we have a real challenge. I mean, uh, th- this government has gone off the deep end. And I would just, just to kind of bring it back to the bigger picture, I would say that, you know, it's an overthrow. We've had overthrow of our government. We've had several. I think one, yeah. one was in 1913 when the uh, Federal Reserve was established by European bankers, the Rothschilds and their agents, the Warburgs and the Schiffs, etc. cetera. Uh, and then when Kennedy was killed, I think this was another overthrow um, our country was taken over by Wall Street and its its power and minions. And I think 911 has to be seen also as a coup, uh, not so much against the government, which they already controlled, but against the American people, which still had a voice. So since 911, what we've seen is is an attempt to completely um, submerge and and uh, neutralize. The American population as a as a force. Now, what's so fascinating to me is that Donald Trump got in and he's being inaugurated on this very day, uh, the 20th of January, on a Friday, uh, 2017. Uh, he's he's one on an anti-globalization uh, platform, and yet all of this, you know, this draconian state is to bring in one world government and globalization. So now we have a very schizophrenic situation where Trump is advocating for nationalism. Well, if he really is going to advocate for nationalism, I think he's going to have to stand up for the rights of the American people on the Constitution. So we will see if Trump weighs in on this issue and does something constructive, because theoretically he has the power uh, to call off the dogs of war off of the American people and the people of the world. So America has become dark uh, the dark empire uh, we, we are the beast if you want to go to the bible right. 
uh, we are the second beast. The first beast probably Israel. And if you and we the second beast worships the first beast. And uh, if you want to go to that, you know, uh, symbology. But if you want to see what you know uh, the American system will look like, look at Israel, because they're uh, you know the Israeli special forces or whoever the, the military will just uh, go right into the air. It's owned by the Palestinians. They'll they'll close the house down. They'll lock up the Palestinians. No due process, no accusations, no, uh, you know, complaints. Just wanted to add the beast is the, it's the system. This beast with the seven heads and ten horns, which America is, is the beast. But then you have NATO, which is the EU, or, you know, the ten horns, which is the horns on the beast, seven heads and ten horns. And the whore is Babylon the Great, the whore that sits on the beast, that controls the beast, but then the whore will get burnt by the beast. We're just talking about World War Three. all those nations waging war against America and America being uh, totally destroyed during World War Three. You can read that in the book of Revelation, chapter 17, and then also chapter 18. And, you know, really throughout the uh, Old Testament and the New Testament, you can find that in the book of Psalms. And that's, I think, uh, 137. And, uh, and other, other parts of the Old Testament, the prophets went into the destruction of Babylon, Joel, and um, you know the minor prophets but also the major prophets went into the destruction King David in the Psalms uh, spoke of judgment upon the wicked which is Esau and two thirds of the nation of Israel completely uh, uh, totalitarian so um, that's kind of where I think we are, and uh, we're in, as, as the old, old expression goes, deep doo-doo. Deep doo-doo, that's, <laughs> that's a great way to, so those are the kind of things you get, you'll get quoted Summarize. on. You'll get quoted on. No, I think, I think that you're exactly right, and what I think is really interesting about this time, it certainly is the apocalypse, which means the unveiling externalization of the hierarchy. If you want to find out who's gang-stalking, what they're doing, and about these weapons, you can find it out. It's written in books. Uh, same with geoengineering. You can trace it back to the patents, and the patents are all held by the Rockefellers. If you want to find out about Pizzagate, they've solved Pizzagate. Well, human beings know who did Pizzagate. They know what's going on there. But well, we're still conditioned to want to go to the government. We're still conditioned to go back to the triangle. We're still conditioned to go back to the institutions that are rotten. And uh, I think now we know. Now we need a strategy to move forward. And I don't think it's going to be lawsuits. I don't think it's going to The only glimmer of hope in that, I think, would be... Uh, 
Trump. Now, I don't know who Trump works for, but it seems like if there are... This is an old uh, broadcast, as you uh, already have figured out. <laughs> Tomorrow, they're talking about, um, or Trump talking about they're they going to arrest him. So all that, you know, uh, people put their trust in Trump, you know, puts they, uh, put their trust in a man, you know, the Bible go into uh, not trusting a man. It's a snare, you know, to, to trust in a man. It's a stumbling block, and that's what happened. All them people that listen to him, they end up getting charges, you know, because they, they stormed the... Um, the capital, and what he do? He dipped on them. We still got people out there that follow Trump, you know. Even though um, you know the system is rigged, but Esau, you know, he's carnal, so he 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 can't uh, understand spiritual things. They're carnal, so they're gonna trust trust in what they can see. So, you know, a lot of people uh, fell for that, you know, fell for, you know, all the stuff he was speaking on. And, um, until, you know, tomorrow uh, is yet to be known what's going to go down because from what they're saying, he was, you know, Trump was like kind of alluding to them to his, you know, base to uh, basically protest or, you know, uh, resist. So we'll, we'll, we'll find out the scenario, uh, we'll, you know, uh, tomorrow. But, I, you know, I just wanted to add that. So this, uh, this actual video, let's see, when was it done? Uh, 2017. So that was right in all of the fanfare. They, they, a lot of these Edomites and even Negroes, Latinos, and Native Americans thought they would, you know, you would have thought they believed that uh, Trump was the second coming. The way they, you know, put him on a pedestal man which is idolatry alright so I'm going to uh, continue with the audio several factions of globalists which I think there probably are I mean these, these people are snakes they compete with one another if you've ever been in a large organization you go up above the vice president level and they're not they're fighting for one cause but they're out for their own career they're psychopaths, so they'll do anything to get there. So what we've got here are competing psychopaths to rule the government uh, takeover, the globalist takeover of the world. So that's what we're watching. I think what we're seeing with, with Trump, and this is my own opinion, I think we're seeing another faction. I think we're seeing the Trump, uh, Putin, uh, Nigel Farage, uh, faction against the uh, the Soros Clinton 
the old guard that were really pushing for total military state. This is a more charismatic kind of um, intellectual, if I could say that, uh, type faction that seems to be taking over. Now, how they're going to run the uh, intelligence agencies is going to be the big thing. Or does the intelligence agency run them? I mean, I think the intelligence agency basically works for the money, the, the Rothschilds and that whole organization. Now, is the, intelligence, is the intelligence agency, are the intelligence agencies above the president? Or is, is the president going to have some control over, um, over well, those? Well, yeah, and, and, and we... Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, we addressed this. We addressed this when we uh, talk, had our interview about Alan Dulles, yeah. and Alan Dulles was the first director of the CIA, uh, and uh, uh, going back to 1953, and he actually bragged that he and his brother John Foster Dulles, who was Secretary of State, both of whom who had been. Uh, Wall Street lawyers for Sullivan and Cromwell, the largest Wall Street legal firm, which represented the Roth, Rockefellers, etc., uh, um, that he controlled uh, Dwight D. Eisenhower. He, he bragged that he did, and it, no doubt he did. Um, uh, and I would argue, and 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 Fletcher Prouty, the the author of the Secret Team here, um, uh, he also argues that it'd be very very difficult for one individual to, to stand up to the power of the intelligence agencies. Yeah. William O. Douglas, the Supreme Court Justice, said that very thing after Kennedy was assassinated. It, it seems like Kennedy might have been an example of somebody who did try to st stand up and be, be the president. And of course, we saw the public execution yeah. uh, of President Kennedy. Uh, he was mutilated. I mean, they, they don't know where his brain is. Yeah. It's uh, this this was obviously a, a uh, an occult style hit, uh, um, if you get into that aspect of it. But it was also a political hit, and uh, uh, the power structure included the CIA for sure, and you know the FBI and many many other factions. Um, uh, you know, just just decided uh, his his program was was not to their liking. And uh, took him out. So I, that's you're right. I mean, the question is, can Trump actually affect uh, the situation now, or are we so completely ruled by um, intelligence agencies like the CIA? The CIA is above all the others. The NSA can't touch the CIA. The FBI has no jurisdiction over the CIA, and the CIA has absolutely no uh, legal constraints. They do what they want, when they want, where they want. So they're above the law, totally. And of course, as you say, they're working for Wall Street and financial sector. So this has always been the case ever since it was formed. Um, there seems to be enough propaganda to make us think that uh, the CIA is, is somehow working in our interest. And one thing I'd like to really emphasize here, Paul, if I can, is over the years, the CIA and the NSA and the FBI and the alphabet soup agencies, we have 17, I think, intelligence agencies have have used this term uh it's national security uh, uh ma'am uh, you know well, you know we can't tell you about this or we've classified this program because national security well likewise this issue of national interests the the state department is protecting our national interests in 
in uh, Iraq or Chile or yeah. whatever. Well, anybody who knows anything about the State Department for decades would know that the national interest is defined as the corporate interests, yeah. the business interests. Likewise, the national security interests have to be understood as protecting the power structure. Yeah. Have nothing to do with my exactly. security or your security. In fact, it's the opposite. It, it, it's, it's protecting the security of the system, and which is a corrupt criminal system. Right. So the sooner Americans wake up to this basic fact, you know, the sooner we can start to deal with it. Uh, that's what I hope we're starting, we're, we're, we're helping yes. that to happen. Let, let me give you a couple of definitions here. Okay. Uh, this is right out of the book, New World War, uh, Revolutionary Methods for Political Control. And this coming out of many, many military documents. It's called 4GW, Fourth Generation Warfare. Okay, this is what they're doing. This is what the gang stalking is. It's a form of political information warfare waged against civilians by a state or other entity. It utilizes civilians and the military, indeed all of society, to target civilian adversaries also known as domestic state enemies, insurgents, extremists, non-state actors, cells of fanatics, and sometimes even citizen terrorists who value national sovereignty, for instance, <laughs> or pose some other perceived threat to the state's interests. Right. Okay, so here we have this whole system turned upside down where the, the power structure is, is, is got the guns pointing inward at the individuals who actually believe in the Constitution yeah. Yeah. and who believe in national sovereignty because they want to merge with the world government. Uh, and then uh, to go on with that, anyone disseminating, disseminating information contrary to the state's national security interests may become an enemy. Uh -huh. Okay, so here's, here's why I'm an enemy, for instance. I have a website, 911nwo.com. I have one called naturalclimatechange.org. Um, in, in these sites, I wrote an article in 2002. As a professor of geography at California State University, Stanislas, I wrote a rather lengthy academic-style article called uh, Reflections on the Origins of 911, Three Scenarios. And in 2002, when there was a lot of fear in the land and people were not sure they wanted to put their name on anything, I put my name on that thing. Well, obviously that seems to have gotten me on a list. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that I challenged the war on terror narrative, that I challenged the 911 narrative, this makes, and of course the global warming nonsense narrative, uh, this makes me a threat to the national security of the state. Uh, okay, so this is why I've been targeted now with directed energy weapons two or three times at least, and I can talk about that later. Uh, and, and now that I've read more about it, I understand that I was targeted as early as 2006 um, uh, with directed energy weapons. And uh, uh, let me just continue here. The goal of the new war is the psychological collapse of the new enemies using a combination of tactics. Defeating the new enemies involves the synchronized use of non-lethal directed energy weapons, isolation, deprivation, 
they're really big on sleep deprivation and social deprivation. They want to isolate you from your support structure. And PSYOPs against individuals and groups. And this is also called the capital T, capital A, which means target audience. You, you know, it's like the answer, my friend, is blowing in the wind. The answer, my friend, is in all these uh, alphabet soup acronyms. Um, it's there in spades. I mean, it's it, all of the programs that we're experiencing yeah. are laid out. By the, by the military, by the think tanks, etc. Uh, the TA is the target audience, and of course, TIA, that includes the TIs, the targeted individuals. A 4GW, for fourth generation warfare, is more or less synonymous with, now you've got other position papers and terms, unconventional warfare, UW, and many, many, many articles about that in the military literature. Irregular warfare, capital I, capital R, asymmetrical warfare, capital A, capital W, low-intensity conflict, capital L-I-C, military operations other than war, capital M-O-O-T-W, and network-centric warfare, capital N-C-W. This new war involves international interagency cooperation between the middle military, federal, and local law enforcement, non-governmental organizations, NGOs, intergovernmental organizations, IGOs, the civilian population, including private voluntary organizations, PVOs, and private government contractors. And of course, InfraGuard of the FBI, etc. There's many, many of these. Uh, this multinational force, MNF, involves NATO, North Atlantic Treaty Organization, and the UN, or the United Nations, and is termed Civilian Military Operations, CMO. Now, I have to interject here that uh, Doug Valentine in the CIA as crime mentions that since 9-11, and I haven't checked his numbers, but he says since 9-11, $8 trillion of taxpayer money has been taken out of social programs and put into the new national security establishment which is kind of organized by Department of Homeland Security, as we'll get into. Okay, so then uh, go on with this uh, 4GW. In its unconventional warfare manual, the U.S. Army states that these new enemies will be hunted down, isolated, denied critical services, and attacked. Okay, there it is, Catherine. Dr. Catherine Horton, who's being attacked in England, and a host of other TIs around the world. I mean, this is in the literature in U.S. Army documents. This will happen all over the planet, in your cities, in your towns, anywhere that pockets of resistance remain. By the way, your cities and your towns, the Internet, uh, any channel of communication has now been redefined by the military as the battle space. We're living in the battle space, Paul. You're living in the battle space. Uh, the, the kind of interview we're doing now is the battle space, uh, inter the internet, uh, email communication is yeah. the battle space. So everything is a war for these guys. And they have a lot of money and a lot of smart people. So we've got our work cut out for us. Yeah. Okay, in his non-lethal weapons to gain relevancy in future conflicts article, 2002 issue of National Defense, John B. Alexander, who's one of the big advocates for non-lethal weapons, uh, said that terrorists who live amongst the civilian population 
in densely populated cities around the world will be identified and attacked with non-lethal weapons. He says, technically, the United States must find, fix, isolate, and destroy terrorist cells and hostile command and control networks as quickly as they are identified. The only solution is to eradicate the entire organism. You start reading this stuff, and it's just, <laughs> it just goes on and on. Uh, 1995 report, non-lethal technology, non-lethal technologies, military options and implications. The Council on Foreign Relations, they're, they're again, they're a little bit above the CIA, as we saw in the, uh, in the interview with uh, Alan Dulles. Uh -huh. He always worked, for, he, is, he in fact, he was one of the founders of the CFR in his early career, and then he presided over the Kennedy assassination half a century later. But he always worked for the CFR, even as director of the, as the CIA. The CFR suggested that in a covert war against a global enemy, secrecy must be used to preserve the effectiveness of these new weapons and to create confusion as to the source of the attacks. You have to start to get into this mindset. I mean, these guys are killers. This, yeah. number, one op, the number one goal is to kill. And now we have lots of clever ways to do it, see? And this is really fun. It's like playing a video game, you know. So you can just imagine the Department of, Department of Homeland Security with thousands, 250,000 employees, yeah. and a, a budget of 40 billion dollars a year. Uh, and and they're 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 people. It's like they're playing video games. Let's kill that guy. Let's kill that guy. You know, and and <laughs> well, Pac-Man or whatever you know they do. You know, um, in his 1970 book, between. Two ages, the United States in the technotronic era, trilateral commissioner co-founders, a big new Brzezinski who's been a very prominent uh, advisor to Obama, notes that new technologies, including directed energy weapons, will be available to leaders of the, of the developed nations to conduct secret warfare, of which only a small number of security forces would be needed. Well, um, we can go on through the definitions. I mean, these are defined in military documents. Asymmetrical warfare, interagency, international operation, which takes place among the civilian population. U.S. Army refers to this as population-centric war. Civilians are now used as surrogate forces. And this, of course, is a big part of the gang stalking, all this street theater and, and but not um, vigilante uh, um, neighborhood watch. Um, uh, this is what's going on. Uh, people, uh, citizen informers, are paid uh, either full-time or part-time, or they're volunteers uh, working with these government programs, but they're not allowed to divulge that. So now you've militarized the entire society through these networks, and this is all part of the, the system. Um, so uh, then we get into, let's see, definition of insurgents which would be me yeah me too under, under this the dod's dictionary of military and associated terms defines an insurgent as a member of a political party who rebels against established leadership well by writing that paper saying that 911 was an inside job which any idiot can see that it was yeah, you have to be a you have to have you have to have have developed a double think as an Orwell, you have to, yeah. you have to have learned, you know, two and two equals five, yeah. uh, to not see that nine one one was an inside job. Yeah. I mean, that's how obvious it is. By saying that, of course, then I become an insurgent. 
And of course, then that allows them to be the counterinsurgents and to come down and, and squash me and others with, right. you know, gang stalking and directed energy weapons. Uh, these insurgents are those who try to persuade the population to accept political change. Those who resist tyranny nonviolently may be considered insurgents. Rand, the think tank for the Pentagon, states that the new enemies are those using, quote, information attacks to strike against the large corporate or trade or political institutions. And most of these, they say, are non-state actors. Uh, the CFR document states, in transformation of a process, there are often elements less subject to evolution. See, now apparently I'm not evolved enough, you know. I'm not evolved enough to want global government or something. You know? They suggest that the U.S. military change its tactics to neutralize these people who are not evolved enough. Hey, the military says, yeah, great, give us some money, we'll do it. It's what we're good at, man. And the ones that we're finding your gang stalking are way above the average intelligence. They're bright people who are able to see through stuff. They're in touch with you know, their own right brain also. So they're not only bright, but they're also aware. That threatens their game. Well, it is an information war. It's our information yeah. and versus their information to establish the legitimacy of the state and the military. Now, the military is concerned about this legitimacy thing, and they've got documents saying that, you know, like we have to be perceived as legitimate. Yeah. So one of the tactics that we can and must use, of course, is to point out that the government are the terrorists. Yes. Um, and not us. <laughs> now, let me, let, me give you a, uh, let me give you an example of that. Here is a statement by the Department of Defense. <laughs> documenting that fact. Terrorism will be used by the EMNF, multinational force, if necessary. Terrorism is an act of violence against a civilian population to achieve a political objective. This means a HN, host nation, government, including the U.S., will carry out large-scale acts of violence against its own population to achieve political objectives. There it is in the military documents. We are going to carry out terrorist acts for political purposes. Yes. And of course they have. This is what they do now. Each of these, each of these shooters, you know, these, uh, you know, Aurora and you know the thing in in uh, Florida and the Boston Marathon bombing. I mean, this is all CIA stuff. These guys are manipulating others through mind control and and through uh, also, uh, I think through through the gang stalking.